The Poetry Circle with Anya Nikuiv. Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is Anya, and you're all welcome to join us in the poetry session that is done weekly from RICC Radio. Now, if you would like to include a poem of yours, a favourite poem of yours, please contact us at the radio station and I could read it. Or if you'd like to come in and read it yourself, it would be delightful. I try to include some detail of the author within the time, so I'll try and do that today. And uh, you can follow us then, uh, this programme, at rickradio2020 at gmail.com. So I'm going to start this morning with a poet. Probably you remember when you heard her first, and her name is Pam Ayres. Uh, she was born in 1947, married with two children, and still alive and well, and very popular in the type of funny poems that she writes. She used to appear a lot on television in the past, but now she concentrates on her books for, of poems for students, or for children, rather. And uh, I'll read you the first one of hers that I'm going to do today. They Should Have Asked My Husband by Pam Ayres. You know this world is complicated and imperfect and oppressed. And it's not hard to feel timid, apprehensive and depressed. It seems that all around us, tides of questions ebb and flow. And people want solutions, but they don't know where to go. Opinions abound about who is wrong and who is right. People need a prophet, a diffuser of the light. Someone they can turn to as the crises rage and swirl. Someone with the remedy, the wisdom, the pearl. Well, they should have asked my husband. He's a man who likes his say, with his thoughts on immigration, teenage mums and Theresa May. The future of the monarchy, the latest Brexit shocks, the waiting time for hip replacements and the rubbish on the box. Yes, they should have asked my husband. He can sort out any mess. He can rejuvenate the railways. He can cure the NHS. So any little niggle, anything you want to know, just run it past my husband. Wind him up and let him go. Congestion on the motorways, free holidays for thugs, the damage to the ozone layer, refugees, drugs. These may defeat the brain of any politician bloke, but presented to my husband, he'll solve it at a stroke. He'll clarify the situation. He'll make it crystal clear. You'll feel the glazing of your eyeballs and the bending of your ear. You may lose the will to live. You may feel your shoulders slump when he talks about the president, Mr. Donald Trump. Upon these areas, he brings his intellect to shine in a great compelling voice that's twice as loud as yours or mine. I often wonder what it must be like to be so strong, infallible, articulate, self-confident and wrong. When it comes to tolerance, he hasn't got a lot. Joy riders should be guillotined and muggers should be shot. 
The sound of his own voice becomes like music to his ears. And he hasn't got an inkling that he's boring us to tears. My friends don't call so often. They have busy lives, I know. But it's not every day you want to hear a windbag suck and blow. Google, Safari, and then them we never call. Why bother with computers when my husband knows it all? Well, though it was written maybe 10 or 12 years ago, she's right up to date with a lot of things and a lot of complaints that people would make. So that's Pam Ayres, alive and well and still writing. Now, the next uh, poem that I'm going to read uh, is a poem by Spike uh, Milligan. And Spike Milligan is an interesting guy. Um, when he died, he said that uh, what he would like would be on his uh, headstone. Now you know I was really sick. And um, he was, um, Spike Milligan was born in 1871 and died in 1909. And one of the poems of his that I'm going to read you now is Look at All Those Monkeys by Spike Milligan. Look at all those monkeys jumping in their cage. Why don't they all go out to work and earn a decent wage? How can you say such silly things and you a son of mine? Imagine monkeys travelling on the Morden Edgware line. But what about the Pekingese? They have an allocation. Don't travel during peak hour. It says so on every station. My gosh, you're right, my clever boy. I never thought of that. So they left the monkey house while an elephant raised his hat. Now, that was typical of Spike Milligan from the point of view that he often wrote, you know, silly stuff, foolish stuff. But there was always a kind of a message behind, behind it. Now, I'm switching back uh, to um, uh, a poem by Seamus um, Heaney uh, called Sunlight. And uh, we lost Seamus Heaney a couple of years ago, and he certainly was one of the most esteemed Irish poets. So the poem is uh, Sunlight by Seamus Heaney. There was a sunlit absence the helmeted pump in the yard heated its iron, water-honeyed. In, in, in the slung bucket, and the sun stood like a griddle cooling against the wall. Of each long afternoon, so her hands scuffled over the bake board, the reddening stove sent its plaque of heat against her where she stood, in a flowery apron by the window. Now she dusts the board with a goose's wing, now sits broad-lapped with whitened nails and measling shins. Here is a space, again, the scones rising to the tick of two clocks, and here is love like a tin's mitts scoop, sunk past its gleam in the metal bin. Now, Seamus Heaney uses language, and sometimes you have to read something several times to see the meaning of them. But there are lots of books now and commemorative books about Seamus Heaney, and he was, as I said, much beloved. I'm going to move on now to an Irish poet, um, Nulan Nigonal. Now, Nulan Nigonal has had an interesting background 
because when she was five, her parents sent her to England to stay with an aunt and uncle and um, her cousins in Dingle. At the time, she could understand Irish, but she didn't speak it. And she herself, herself remembers sitting at a table for dinner one night, not knowing how to speak Irish and wanting the milk. When she tried banya, which is the word for milk, the Irish word for milk, the milk appeared as if by magic. Oh, she said, hey, this thing works. And therefore her work has a kind of magic attached to it. Uh, her poetry simply urges the reader, look, look, unlike any other Irish poet, she joins the past and the present together. Her work catches our attention. And in the scheme of things, things which we often take for granted, too much for granted. Uh, the poem that I'm going to read of Nolan Lee Gonals today, uh, like most of her poems, um, they're translated. And this um, short one is Kesht na Changan, which is the Irish issue. And this short poem is a single question asked over 16 times. And it, prevents, it, it presents um, a hope that, um, as she said herself, that in the Irish language, just as Moses' mother placed her son in the basket on the Nile, you know, things like Irish would become so simple as well. So um, I'll, I'll, read the, I'll actually read it in English, um, first of all, for you, well, the language issue. I place my hope on the water in this little boat of the language, the way a body might put an infant. In a basket of intertwined iris leaves, its underside proofed with bitumen and pitch. Then set the whole thing down amidst the sedge and bulrushes by the edge of a river. Only to have it borne hither and thither, not knowing where it might end up in the lap, perhaps, of some pharaoh's daughter. Now, that was translated, that one, by Paul Muldoon, whereas she wrote it in Irish originally. That's, I put my faith and hope in a boat of language. And as you would put a baby into a basket here and there. A vetumen agus pick. That's the pick and the bitumen that they put to seal it together. Bequivna lenahoin. So that's Nulanigonal. And she writes beautiful poems um, and fascinating poems. Um, she was 19 when she met her husband, who was a Turkish geologist working in uh, Munster. And it was love at first sight. And her parents didn't approve. Okay, so that's Nolanie Gonal and her interesting life, which is worth reading. Now, I'm going to finish off with kind of an amusing poem that's called uh, Lockdown, and you might have a look at it and think about it and see what it's like. What did you do in lockdown? Why are you asking me? I don't know what day it is. Are you from RTE? No, I'm not learning a new language nor reading the latest books. I'm keeping body and soul together, away from all you folks. I hit the stores with a vengeance, for essentials, you know. It's a war zone in Tesco, for toilet rolls and sourdough. The presses are heaving, the fridge is now full. The freezer is groaning, 
with the sudden overflow. I don't read the papers, nor listen to the news. I concentrate on gardening, to bring peace to my soul. It can't last, I tell myself, morning, noon and night. I'm not any calmer, nor wiser. My motto? Fight or flight. Now, that finishes us today, and I hope you enjoyed those poems. And as I said, if you want to um, submit any poetry that you'd like read, I'd be delighted to get them. There are some lovely poems, and The Donkey is one I probably will read next week. And um, Who Goes There, said the Traveller. That's another gorgeous poem, and I'll probably include those in next week's selection. So thank you very much. Slán. The Poetry Circle with Anya Nikuiv.